This is Co-Pilots, the podcast where we watch not just the first episode of a show. Wait, what, what are you doing here? I remember you. Oh, Josh couldn't make it. I think he's passed out in the pilot's lounge. Ah, uh, yeah, that tracks. I'm Hunter. Alongside me is my co-pilot, Justice. Wait, guys, guys. <coughs> Don't take off without me. I have the perfect show for your in-flight entertainment this week. It's called Money Heist, or Cossett of Appel... Bum-bum. Sorry, that was the Netflix intro. Oh, shit, there was that, wasn't there? Yeah. <laughs> On every episode. So, Money Heist is an original show from Spanish television. started in 2017. Now, the important thing to note here is I've seen this entire series front to back. It's my favorite piece of television media to ever be aired. Now, normally we don't do the whole, if we've watched it, we review it thing, unless we're doing some side content stuff. But we figured since we have our guest Hunter here, howdy, it's fine as long as two people haven't watched it. I think we're, I think it's fine. It was pretty good. I think it was more than fine. But anyways, I mean, I think the idea is fine. I wasn't talking about the show yet. Oh yeah, I know you're right. So this yeah. episode is entitled Part One, Episode One. It doesn't have names. He can't do his whole. I really care about the name shtick. As, as I saw from the parts on Netflix, they don't get names until Part Three. <laughs> Wait, yeah. wait, they start getting names? Yeah, when, yeah, ne- when, Netflix, when Netflix started making the episodes, they got names. Of course, of course. Yep. The show opens with one of the main characters, and she's waking up from a nightmare. It's all red, and at the start, it's giving me major Kill Bill vibes. I mean, at the start, like, because we couldn't really tell if she was laying around in bed or anything, and she then, like, immediately pulls up a gun, and the way it fades in kind of from an angle, I thought it was, like, starting at the very end of the heist, and some shit had gone really fucking wrong. Like it was like a red like exit light, and like the lights had gone out or some shit. That would have been a good way to start. I get very um, the girl with the dragon tattoo vibes from this open opening scene every time I see it. Yeah, I mean, it looks like that. She's mm-hmm. wearing like the tank top, right? And mm-hmm. she has the haircut, kind of like it. So this nightmare she's having is also her memories of the last bank rob- robbery she did, where her boyfriend at the time was killed. And then she killed the security guard that killed him. Where she says she went from being a thief. To, to a murderer. murderer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that you're just upping your rep, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I you mean, got to get that street cred. She's got too much street cred. This crew that brings her in for the show thought they needed her. Yeah, I may want her on. Yep, so... No defense, she's kind of cute. Tokyo is so cute. Because that's her name. We, like, not her real name, obviously, but the name she goes by. Yeah. All right, so so next we cut to her getting ready and walking to, walking down a street to a payphone. Yeah, she's talking about how she's been on the run for a minute and, like... 13 days, I think? 13 days, and, like, if she gets caught, she's going to get at least 30 years in prison. Yes. Yeah, and, you know, she'd rather not go to jail. And she kind of... Most people don't like that. Place. Her specific statement is that she would rather be dead than yeah. go to jail. She'd yeah. rather her, her soul float free than be in jail. Yeah. So she calls her mom, and her mom is like, hey, you should come home. Yeah, like, kind of clearly shakily. Yeah. yeah. She, she also, like, asks her mom if she's seen the news and stuff, like, finds out, like, if her mom knows what's going on. And confirms that, yeah, no, I'm a bank robber and I killed a man. It's all good. Yeah, that's fine. So the big obvi here is that her mom has a bunch of cops sitting in their, in their living room. Like, recording yeah. all of her phone call. Yep. Yeah. All right like, there. And she at uh, Tokyo asks her mom if she's alone. And of course her mom's like, yeah, yes. Of course I'm alone. Why wouldn't I be sweetie? And Tokyo's like, okay, let's meet at the market near your house. Now, I, I mean, the way we portray that kind of makes it sound like her mom was perfectly fine with it. No, but, her mom's but clearly she, shaken up. Yeah, she looks shaken. Is like, not happy with 
all the fucking police, I'm pretty sure, in all of wherever they are in Spain, in her living room, because, my God, were there way too many people. Oh, my God. We had people in, like, full SWAT gear just, like... Pointing guns at her mom. Standing in the middle of the fucking dining room. To be fair, Tokyo has successfully committed 15 heists. Yeah, true. And is a murderer. Incredibly wanted. Like, yeah. She's not just, like, robbed, knocked over a local bank and killed a dude. Yeah, like, I just think it's weird that they're yeah. standing in the dining room. I think at 15 heists in a country as small as Spain, you're actually starting to look like an actual national issue. Yeah, I can so, see that, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, so she tells her mom to, like, head down as if she's going to the market. Okay, and as she hangs up the payphone, she talks about how her guardian angel appeared just then. And a guy in a beat-up... Um, Pinto, right? Uh, I think in 1996, I think they said Pinto. Yeah, yeah. Because they were accurate with the year. I can look stuff for some reason. Too. Nah, it's fine. Nah, matter. it's a red. The, the car does not I, matter. A red little hatchback. We get the car like once. It's I mean, fine. the car matters in the future, but not Shut right now. Shut the fuck up. Actually, I want to point out, red really matters in this show, especially when it comes to the guardian angel. I don't know why, but he does a lot of things involving red. Red is a large theme in this show. I haven't really thought yeah, about the does. color theory in this, but like he, yeah, he folds paper. A red or a red green. Like, has a red car. Has a red car. All his phones are red. Like, red is a huge yeah. theme in this They're show. They're all the wearing jump- red. Yeah, the, like, as you'll learn later, the jumpsuits are all red. The All the school girl socks are red. Like, yeah, like, red plays is a major red tooth. We start with legitimately I, red light. Legit, I had not, like, thought of the, the color That was, like, one of the, the show, first like, things I noticed. As, I didn't really notice it until the origami we see later. Yeah. He pulls up in this 96 Pinto. And he's like, hey, you're about to walk into a trap. You should get in my car. And she, of course, is like, what the fuck? Jumps yeah. into the car, points a gun at his chest, at his Be- stomach? Before she actually jumps in, he like she's like, no, nah, thanks, I'm not going to get in the car. Yeah, and then she starts walking. And then he starts quoting the phone call, like, yo. Yeah. So, she gets in the car, like Hunter said, and points a gun at him. At his stomach first. Uh, I think it's balls, because I think she says a line about... Yeah, but she points at his stomach and then moves it. Yeah, and then moves balls. balls. Yeah, like, she, she specifically says at the end of this, she's like, the good thing about relationships is we end up forgetting how they started. And, like... The first time I watched this, I was like, that line's kind of stupid, right? Like, I think a lot of people remember how a lot of their relationships start. But I don't think I can pinpoint the exact day when I met a lot of people that I, like, I'm friends with and, like, no. That's true, but I feel like it's a pretty, like, crystallizing moment when you're like, I remember when I met you, you pointed a gun at my balls. Yeah, that's fair, too. Um, So, apparently the the professor, as as he prefers to be called, um, is plotting a robbery... That will net them 2.4 billion euros. I'm not 100% sure what that is in American dollars, but I can tell you... It's a lot of money. It's a fucking lot. Yeah. So That is... That is 2,827,200... I think you added a zero. Oh, yeah, I did add a zero. Sorry, my bad. That is... That is 2,827,200,000 in in U.S. dollars. So, it's big money. Yeah. Big money. And, like... Of course, she sounds kind of hesitant when he, she when he first offers the job. Yeah, the moment she finds out it's like two point four million euros, two point four billion euros. Sorry, she agrees, and only like the way it expresses it seems she only agrees, not because she like super wants the money though she does, but she really only seems to agree because it's the biggest heist ever. Also, because he points, she asks, "Why would you take me?" He says, "We want people that have nothing to lose," and she definitely has nothing to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Very like true. she almost seems a little offended by that, but like you can't. She's not that offended. Yeah. It is the truth. Yeah. But um, in the next scene, we cut to a shot of the entire heist crew. We don't know any of their names yet. Just an entire heist crew. Well, we know Professor in Tokyo. Professor. Yep, Professor in Tokyo. Who, can I mention? Kind of cute for for a gruffer man. Yeah, true. 
his attractiveness plays a larger role in the series. I'm not going to go into that, but he definitely acts I, mean, like I, think, I think we get a bit of a uh, hint at that in that thing. He definitely acts episode. like a yes. nerd, like a nerd, but can he use his charm? Yeah, like his backstory is incredibly compelling, and I love him as a character. Actually, soft note, I love all the characters as characters. They're all good. They're, they're, yeah, I have a note about that actually. About like later, the characters so far, yeah. So after we see the crew as a giant, as a giant crew shot, we see them walking into an abandoned house somewhere out in the country. And uh, it's apparently where they're going to be staying for the next five months to perfect their plan. Yep, and they we cut to them all sitting at desks while Professor explains that. Like a little classroom. You yeah, he even has a blackboard. He's got yeah, a... And he writes, um, but it's no chess. No, not, but that's a goodbye. Um, he writes, Bueno um, Vidos? Yeah. Hello. Again, my Spanish is terrible. I dropped out of Spanish. Just says you took three years. I took three years of Spanish and passed it all with fucking flying collars. And I don't use it ever, so I don't remember it. He didn't put Ola, that's all I know. Yeah. Um, so we get the professor's rules for the crew. There's three very simple rules. No names. Uh, although the professor violates one of these rules twice in the first t- in the first ten minutes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no names. Yeah. Yep. No personal questions. No relationships. Yep. Exactly. You guys, you guys got your notes on the crew. You want to go through them? Uh, well, actually, I actually enjoyed the bit when he was talking to um, <laughs> Moscow, who who we're learning the name of in a minute. But, no, not Moscow, it was Denver, sorry. Denver, yes. Who was under, like, five months, well, Moscow says five months, and then Denver goes off about how, like, that's stupid. And the professor explains, you study your entire life to get a job to earn nowhere near as much money as this. Oh, like five- a shitty salary. Yeah. yeah, to get a shitty salary, but this is five months to make 2.4 yeah. billion so euros. So you don't have to work again. Yeah. So your kids don't, don't have to work again. again. So your grandchildren don't have to work again. again. Because, yeah, and he makes a great point, like, yeah, no, five months for, like, anything. Sounds like a massive amount of money yes. to have. But, like, he's not wrong. Five months to make more money than you'd ever hope well, to. Let's just put this in context. Come nearing your lifetime. Five months is less time than this pandemic's been going on. Yes. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, like, he makes the point, like, people spend years of their life, like you said, just learning how to, uh, learning to get a shitty salary. And two point four billion dollars. There's nine of these. There's nine people here. Two point four. Two point four billion dollars split across nine people, is, like over two hundred million dollars each. It's lots of money. Two hundred and fifty million dollars each. Like you're talking a quarter billion dollars for each of these people to walk out. Yeah, of it's with. ridiculous. So yeah, you guys got your. Now you guys got, got your guys on the crew, right? Yeah. So we uh, we get their names or the names they choose, which are. Based on cities. Because they try to kick around a few ideas. Like, they talk about maybe naming themselves after planets, but... Yeah, and then one dude says, I'll be Mars, you'll be Rio, as we learn later, who sits behind Denver, says, I'll be Mars, you can be Uranus. And Denver's not having that. No, like, he's like, I'm not going to be an asshole. Which, even I mean, though, I have a note, up until I, this moment, Uranus has been an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like, I kind of like planets more than cities, but it, that, yeah. that note quickly subsided. I, Honestly, the city's name... At first, not so much after we got into it because it was really good. At first, my mom was like, "Ah, I remember Zombieland. I liked Zombieland." Yeah, like, um, I do like that the professor actually throws a brief nod towards Tarantino because he's like, "We can, we can use names, colors, planets, colors." Of course, being how Tarantino named all of his um, characters in Reservoir Dogs. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. So that was a nice little brief nod. The only problem is. Uh, they named planet. There are only eight planets, and there's nine of them. 
But there's Professor. He's already got a name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we were counting Professors. Eight Planets is perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Plus, think about all the fan art that you would just turn them all into Sailor Scouts. Ooh. Oh, that'd be so that good. That would have been cool. <laughs> right. Anyways, they'll get names. Yeah, we start with... Berlin. 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 Yeah, we start. Well, we start with Tokyo. Tokyo. She's like, you already know I'm Tokyo. The man yeah. sitting behind me checking out my ass is Berlin. We learn that he's in charge of the heist. Mm-hmm. He has performed 27 heists. And the largest heist he's done was in, I forget what the... Chambilis? Yeah. In, in Paris, Paris, where he stole 434 diamonds. Yes. He is one around the world. And they were uh, 14 carat, right? The, yeah. She mentions the carat. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah sure they were 14. 14 carat, 434 diamonds. And he's wanted all around the world in like, a bunch of different countries. Yes. Next up. This man is also sitting in his classroom in a full suit. Yes. There's only like... Every time you don't see him in the jumpsuit later, he's always in a suit. Yes. Literally always. Berlin's got style. Always. He, he definitely does. Up next, we have Moscow. And Moscow is an older guy, and he talks about how the first thing he was digging were tunnels in the mine. Mm-hmm. And then he learned he'd do a lot more than dig some tunnels in a mine, and he started using it to break into uh, yeah, fur he, stores and stuff. Yeah, it was like he learned that digging up could net him a lot more yeah. money. Like. And so it just talks about how he's good with thermal lances and yeah, any the, industrial tools. The subtitles mentioned that he was good with thermal lances, but the English dub didn't because yeah. this whole show is sure. Spanish. Yeah. So we watch the show with yeah. its English dub and with the Spanish subtitles. Uh, if we hadn't been taking notes, we probably would have watched it with the Spanish. Yeah. Because, one, that's just more true, and we don't have to watch when the voice dub does not match lip flaps. Yeah. He does... You notice the thing about his character, though? When they first go to introduce Moscow, he starts coughing. Yes. A coughing fit. So that's just a hint to later. Yeah. yeah. And after that, we have... Denver. Denver was the one we were talking about earlier. Um, we kind of described him as a taking time bomb or the hitter of the group. He's there to, you know, crack some skulls. And this man looks like a combination of John Bernthal. Okay. Yeah. And James Franco. I'm there. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. He like it looked like John Bernthal and James Franco were put in a blender, and this is Denver. And at first, I really don't like these characters because they either go like fuck something up, their temper gets out of control. No, he is actually like a really good character. Like you said, all the characters are super yes. good in this, and like him being this way actually helps them out a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we also learn here that just a bit ago he was bantering with Moscow, and there's a reason for that. Moscow's his father. Yep. What? So we have a no. father-son. Relationships? So What is this? <laughs> Next, yeah. we have Rio, the alarm and electronics expert. And, oh. al- and also, major hottie. Dude, oh my god! I don't know if I call him a hottie, but he's definitely a cute dude. He's adorable. He I love adorable. this boy. But Wait till just, you see him without his shirt on. Oh, dude, he was... Mm, he was coding since he was six. But other than that, Tokyo State, it's like he was born yesterday. He has no common sense at all. Yep. Which, I mean... He doesn't really have common sense in any of the scenes we see him in, but he's still smart. Like, yeah. So I think she was just saying that social interaction, that kind of stereotype of I do computers. He, he was still pretty people. good. Yeah. yeah. Like, he definitely wasn't the face of the group, but he was still pretty good. And before we change the other character, she also says he's the most dangerous for her. Yeah. Also, my weakness or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because spoilers for this episode, they they have a relationship together because of she they can't have to break the rules. Yeah. She can't keep her pants on. But also, I mean, if I were around Rio... <laughs> yeah. And after that, we have Helsinki and Oslo. Twin Serbian brothers. 
And they are also just additional hitters. They're the weapons experts. Yeah, like they're they're gun, experts with weapons. Guns, bombs, mines, anything that you need to blow stuff yeah. up or shoot something. They're the long-range hitters. They hit with bullets. Sadly, we didn't get to see much of them in these two episodes, and yeah. I was a little upset. Um, I will say, Oslo doesn't get a lot throughout the series, partially because of things that happen in this season. But Helsinki, Helsinki is a gem. A pure, uncut gem. I, but from Which means Berlin's not... Doesn't doesn't care about it. And th- right? this is also the professor breaking another rule. No relationships. They're literally twins. Yeah. Yep. Um, the last person we get introduced to is Nairobi. Um, Nairobi's amazing. Everybody's amazing, but she's a counterfeiter. Been making fake bank bills for years, and Tokyo specifically calls her out as their quality control. So that should give you an idea of yeah. where this heist is going. And then, last, we have The Professor. Well, well, we also have another thing about Nairobi. Oh, okay. oh yep. Apparently, she's crazy. Oh, yeah, she's like a witch. But legitimately, the funniest of them all. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, and you kind of see that, because when they pan on her, she's, like, kind of, like, twitching a little bit. Yeah. But, like, not in, like, a weird, like, anxious way. Just, like, in a, like, she's happy to be there. Yeah, like, I'm gonna rob something. Yeah. It's gonna like, be fucking great. But, last, we have The Professor. And while they were going through all these characters, they were showing like their mug shots, holding up their record, blurred, mind you, yeah. so you don't know their real names. Some or like anything. references to the crimes they did. Yes. So like mm-hmm. for the Moscow, we got like a hole. For Berlin, yeah. we got some diamonds. Yeah, for the professor, we get nothing. He has mm-hmm. no records, no criminal records, nothing. He yeah. hasn't even renewed his license since he was nineteen. He is basically a ghost. Yep. Yes, he doesn't exist. Which further implements, I'm very interested in this character. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so he's cute. Mm-hmm. He's charming. Yes. And no one knows anything. And extremely him. smart. And extremely smart. Yeah. It, insanely smart. Like, like, incredibly. He planned this whole heist by himself. He just told these people what to do. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, Berlin's in charge, but actually, I'm in charge. Also, <laughs> he investigated all these people and managed to find them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Without, like, any of, well, to our knowledge, any of the resources that, say, the government. Yeah. Or <laughs> multiple governments, like the case of Berlin, have. Yes. So... The professor kind of hammers home some points here in his lecture. Um, specifically, he says they have to have positive public support. That If they don't have that, they're going to fail. They have to be looked at like they're Robin Hoods, not feared because of the bloodshed that they cause. Mm-hmm. He says, and I quote, they'll go from being Robin Hoods to being sons of bitches. Yes. If, if any blood is shed up. If all. they kill anybody. Yep. And as, as you remember, Tokyo killed somebody in her last heist. Yes. So she seems like a smart inclusion. I don't have a note here. Really good music so far. Yes. The music selection in the show is great. We didn't mention that in the OP. There was an opening segment. Well, the opening happens like right after we learn. Oh, yeah, right yeah, after yeah. They're going here to do it is. Because yeah. the opening happens right after we learn what they're going to rob. They're yep. going to rob the Royal Mint of Spain. So I, I, I hope you're putting this together. Nairobi is a counterfeiter. They're robbing a mint. The show's called Money Heist. Or in its, or in its actual Spanish, House of Paper. Like, I think... The, the gear should be clicking for everybody. I mean, it clicked for me by this point. Yeah. But then we get the opening song. Which, it's great, and I love the visuals they do with it, because we get this t- tiny white model of the Royal Mint. Which that, is in the classroom. Yeah, yes. the professor has in the classroom. And the opening, we're moving along inside the model or outside the model of the Mint, and it's just great, because it flows from, like, he, I think, like, pushes a button to, like, reveal it mm-hmm. to everyone, and they turn around, and we, like, kind of zoom in on it with the camera, and 
just as we get like to the very front of it, we hit the opening. Yeah, I don't think he presses a button. He just points at it. Does like, it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought I heard a sound. It's, it's just yeah. on a table. Yeah. I thought I heard a sound, so I thought like something moved. But no, yeah. Like how he points at it? He like points at it with his yeah. whole hand. He's like, they're like, to, right before the opening, Tokyo goes, "Well, what are we robbing?" And he goes, "Good question." And he points his whole hand at it. Not even a finger, yeah. like his whole hand at I it. I mean, the whole hand thing actually makes sense because like a single finger point it doesn't translate everywhere yeah. correctly. So like mm-hmm. a whole hand. And then he walks. To it, and yeah. then the intro. Yeah. Um. How, what did you think about the opening, the intro? The I like it. The... I feel. I also feel like though, because the intro is very slow and melodic, it's like a time to kind of like piece together what the hell is going on right in it's, this first episode. When you're binging the show, this opening becomes your decompression moment. But also, like from the tone of this whole, from both these episodes that we've watched, the opening does not fit because this show is always so like. Like you said, it's your decompression moment, but yeah. this show was just so... Yeah, it's constantly going so far, and it was I, so amazing. In the first episode, I was like, this doesn't match at all. And then in the second episode, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I needed that. So, I will say for me, again, having seen the entire series, this this song, like, gives me shivers. Like, I feel my hair stand up my arm. Like, the, the, the relevance of the music grew with me as I watched the show, and I think it's because of the emotional impact of some of the characters we get. Um, and like the emotional impact of the show as a, t- as a whole. Yeah. So when we come back from the opening, it's heist day. Yep. They are in their armored truck wearing the red jumpsuits we mentioned, mentioned all using M16s or other various weapons. Yes. They are wearing masks. They're wearing Dali masks. Salvador Dali. Yes. And they're all kind of sitting there. And at some point Rio mentions who picked these stupid masks and he takes it off and looks at it. And they get into a slight argument about it. Yeah. Berlin ended up pointing, telling him, and then pointing a gun at Rio. And of course, yeah. because Rio's Rio, he get scared. And then Denver cuts in, saying like, "Should put skeletons." No, Denver was the one with the cartoon characters because oh, yeah, his yeah. father starts making fun of him for that shit. Yeah, yeah. he said skeleton. Oh no, Rio said skeleton. Rio, like yeah. he's like, whenever you see people in movies robbing, they're always wearing monster masks. Yeah. And then Denver is like, "Should have been kids' cartoons." He's if a guy who comes in with a, wearing a mask, a kid's cartoon mask... Mickey Mouse is what he says. Mickey yeah, Mouse. Mickey Mouse. You're already going to think he's fucking crazy. And then he has a fucking gun. you don't make guns and kids. Yeah. It's actually a very good logic. To which yeah, I think like, his father's like, well, then it should be Jesus because <laughs> it's like so antithetical to what Jesus was about. Yeah, and everybody laughs, of course. And then Tokyo points out... Tokyo points out a girl... In her who, head. Yeah, in her head. Because there's a Tokyo inner monologue, this whole thing. She points out in her head... I'm not oh, sure if it's an inner monologue since she's telling us about the heist, but she does monologue. Yeah, but she a says, a woman can spend two days picking out what shoe she wants to wear for a wedding, but will never care about what mask to wear to to rob a man for something yeah, like that. And she's, for a heist or something. Yeah, yeah she's she's very at, she's very adamant here that the heist needs more women because it's just yeah. her in Nairobi. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So uh, then we cut to a bathroom with a random blonde woman we haven't seen before. And she has a pregnancy test. Yes. Yep. It should also be noted it's about 9.25 a.m. here in the show on the day of the heist. Yeah, they, yes. they put timestamps in days mm-hmm. throughout the episode. So we come back to the crew, and yeah. they're getting ready to hijack a truck, the truck that brings the blank currency paper into the um, mint so that it can be turned into currency. Yeah, so they, they jump out of their armored car, Nairobi and Tokyo get into a nice red, I think it was a Porsche. Mm-hmm. We don't really see, they don't ever mention it, but yeah. just yeah. from looking at it, it looked like a Porsche. Um Maybe a Corvette? I don't know. But they all jump out. They change into new things that aren't the red jumpsuits. Yeah. 
And um, Rio blocks the radio signal. Yeah, so Rio blocks the radio yeah. signal. They set up roadblocks with spike yep. trips and so the wires wrapped around the wood. They jam the yeah, they jam the comms, all that stuff. And you also see the giant machine gun. Yes. And they are uh, even though they claim not to kill anybody. We know why they're like taking this truck. Particularly, they plan on sneaking explosives yep. into the mint through this truck. Mm-hmm. Well, not just explosives. They plan on sneaking the, yeah, but the, the crew in they, too. They mainly just like said explosives. I think the sub mentioned like it was there also way to get him, but they I think the dub just said explosives. Yeah, yeah. So, um, then Tokyo kind of mentions in, in her monologue that the night before she was proposed to. Um, she yes. we don't get much on this right now. See, when I first listened, I thought she meant the night before her first heist, but like you said, later we kind of figure out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we cut to some high schoolers on a bus. We've not seen any of these characters either. This is one of the weirdest transitions. Well, right before, right before we cut... We, oh, yeah, they, they, take, they take the truck. They take the truck, and we see them forcing the officers to still drive them to the Mint. Yeah, yeah, they put one partner, both driver. They put two partners and both drivers in the back of the truck. Yeah. And then they and so they keep one police partner and the other police partner driving the... Um, in the, separate cars, yeah. Yeah, driving in separate cars. Yeah. And then they put Berlin and... In the front car. Yeah, Berlin in the front car, and I think Denver's in the back car. Yeah. It doesn't really yeah. matter. We don't really see it. So. And then we cut and to And they give a, them orders. And then we cut to a bus full of teenagers. High school leadership. A very weird transition. I have it marked with a teenage girl, mm-hmm. and she's like staring at this blonde boy across, like down the aisle. Yeah. And he texts her and is like, Can I sit with you? And she says, Yes. He comes over and goes, Hey, you want to go out with me? That, yeah, yeah. And then they hold, they instantly hold hands, and then he instantly kisses her. Yes. Which was, that was like the weirdest pacing to me. Yeah, it's probably the worst scene in. It was the worst scene in these two in, in both these... episodes for me. Yeah. Because they aren't like they're like seventeen year olds. They're not even like 14, 13 year olds. If I was yeah, fourteen yeah. or thirteen, this okay, definitely would have happened. But they're like, like seventeen. Part of me wonders if there's more contact, like if we had paused and stared at her phone, like because there was previous hit conversation history there. So. Yeah. yeah, but so after they kiss, the bus kind of pulls to a stop at the Royal Mint, and we what? find we find out they're taking a tour at the museum today because there's yes. a museum attached to the mint. Yep, and, and it's open today. Yes, and then we see Nairobi and Tokyo outside in disguises, What's and they the say one? the lamb is entering the building. Is entering yep. the building? Yeah. And the professor makes sure to tell them not to take their eyes off of her. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is also where I mentioned the red socks. Yes. Mm. Because we saw the red jumpsuits when they were in the van. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure Tokyo was wearing red lipstick here, too. I mean, Tokyo was always wearing red lipstick. Yes. Yeah. In, she had her mask up putting on red lipstick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. While well, they were arguing about the masks. Yeah. And they drove a red Porsche. Mm-hmm. I don't know why red is so important, unless it's like supposed to like symbolize blood, but red seems to be very important. I mean, red symbolizes blood. It symbolizes revolution. Which passion. Is, yeah, passion. Oh, and, revolution's a bit. It's revolution. Yeah. That's what it is. Given yeah. their uh, entire plan, I was fairly certain it was revolution. Going forward in the series, it's definitely got to tie with revolutions. Well, I can see red symbolizing revolution also because when he's folding the origami later, I can't remember if it's in the second episode or this episode. Second episode. It could be like the revolution for change. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's, he's turning. He's literally paper, changing something. He's turning it into something. Mm-hmm. Arguably, he's turning paper, the same thing the money is made of, into something beautiful. Yeah. And he wants to be Robin Hood, not sons of bitches. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, yes, the lamb thing happens, they go in, and then... The paper rolls and the escorts arrive. Yep. And we get another sequence of the blonde lady at her desk. 
Yes. Yep. And a man walks up behind her and puts his hand on her, on her yes. back. Yes. We meet this guy. He's the mint president. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just shove his name in here because... Yeah, kind of a sleaze bag. His name's Arturo. Oh, up until we get his name, he is labeled as asshole slash douchebag. Yep. In so, my notes, because I just label people with the most correct insult for them. Because he says, uh, when I'm around you, I can't breathe. Or when I'm away from you, I can't breathe. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then uh, she's like, oh, and then tells him that she is pregnant. Yes. And then well, we cut away from that scene. Yes. Like, and to the truck, to the cars, talking to the guards... And he's like, oh, where's your partner? The one police guard's like, oh, where's your partner? And the dude driving with Berlin in the car says, oh, he took today off. And yeah. then they go in. Rio, Rio tells Berlin, hey, there's a camera. Berlin ducks yeah. his face. And then we get the sequence of the truck backing up to the yep. yeah, loading back. And while this is going on, our, the kids are making it through security. Yeah. We're hearing about how they have to have a badge so they know everyone's in here. We see that there is a very, like, there are security investigation at the front of the plant. It's just kind of showing us, like, this is why they're doing it this way, because coming in the front's a horrible idea. Yep, and then Rio goes ahead and disables the alarm. Yes. And then we cut back to the blonde lady and the guy. Yep. And, and uh, yeah, it, it turns out that, of course, the guy is cheating on his wife and has yeah. kids, and he has no interest in this baby. He claims, he, he almost claims he's infertile, like... He, he basically tries to imply that the blonde lady, Monica, is cheating on him while he's yeah. cheating on his wife. Mm-hmm. He's like, I was with my wife for 20 years, and we had to use in vitro to get pregnant. Yeah. Like, And so they're arguing, and we're kind of jumping back and forth in between different scenes, kind of. like Yeah, sporadically. Yes. So we get Tokyo heading in, and that's basically all that scene is. She's, she heads in. Yeah, she goes we go back to them. They're still fighting about it. Then we jump to our truck, and it's opening up. Yep, and you see a forklift driver who, and I noted, looks like the lawyer from The Incredibles. And he's pulling something off yeah. the truck, and then when he goes to set it down... It's like it's supposed to be a roll of paper. Yeah, yeah. inside of a uh, giant thing of cardboard. Yeah. yeah. And then when he sets it down, out pop, I think... I, I think Oslo and Helsinki. Helsinki, Oslo, yeah. Yeah, Oslo and Helsinki. 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 Yeah. And they pop out they right... They shoot just straight up in the air. They yes. pop out right where Arturo and Monica are arguing. And then chaos kind of breaks loose for a moment. People start trying to escape. They're running around. Uh, they, they grab the guards, put them into... Uh, some area in the back, and we see Rio hooking himself up into the computers. And yep. Tokyo and Nairobi are going through the metal detectors at this point, but their guns go off in the metal detector. And, of course, they grab them and yeah, and, threaten the guards at the front. Yeah, and then they, uh, Tokyo and Nairobi start trying to round up the students. Yep, where they are looking for, where we learn Malam is named Miss Parker. Here's yes. where we don't get her first name. Yeah, we don't get her first name for a minute. And uh, she's minute, off. I mean the episode. And she is off in a bathroom hooking up with that guy from the bus. Yep, and... Also here, Tokyo closes the front door of the, the giant steel door at the front yes. of the main. Yep, Rio's the one that slumps the butt on that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he comes up yeah. and slams. And then, yep. So they're locking the place up, and they're really just searching for this girl. Yep. I, I have to say, the crew is insanely well-organized. Like, I know yes. the professor is a genius, but every single one of these people at this point are excellent at executing their portion of the, the plan. Perfect. To yeah. a T. Like, I mean, five months of preparation, man. Yeah, like, it was. it's all going so well here. So, we go back to the girl and the guy, and they're, they stop making out. They're getting pretty hot and heavy yeah. in there. Yeah, and she's like, he's trying to slide his hand up her skirt, and she's like, yeah. no, I don't want to. Yeah, so they stop. Like, so, he's insisting that she let him take a picture of her. Well, them. He wants to take a picture of them to remember their first time together. Yeah. 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 And then, like, she's like, it's sleazy. We're in the middle of a bathroom. Like, not okay. He's like, it's fine. It's on your phone. You can delete it. I just want to take a picture. Yeah, and he all but forces her into this. Yes. Yeah, I, I hear the dude, 
the dude that Miss Parker is dating is totally trying to use her for sex and humiliation. And this before what just what happens. Yes, exactly. And like he's like, you know, you would look sexier if you opened up your shirt because it's a button-up shirt. Yeah, which she does. She opens up like two buttons. Three buttons, maybe. And then he opens up the rest and like kind of forces her to open it up and kind of forces her to take this picture that she doesn't want to take. And as he takes the picture, he pulls her bra down. And then he stands up because he's taller than her. And says, this will look good on Instagram. And immediately starts posting it on the internet. Trying to. I mean, she's trying to stop him. He gets it sent. All while this is going on, Tokyo can't find the little lamb. And she's yelling, and um, Parker is yelling at this guy. Yeah, luckily, because this dude's a dick. She finds him. She's yelling at him and trying to get fighter for for her phone Mm -hmm. back. And Tokyo, with a machine gun, bursts in the bathroom. And, of course, they're freaked out. Yeah. They lead them back to the group, and that is a tiny plot point solved near yes. instantly. <laughs> and when we get back to the uh, all the rounded up hostages, we see they've been blindfolded. Yep, with cool little cross crosses like, on. They're the like eyes. sleeping masks, and they have and they have like little crosses over the eyes. Uh, yeah, they're not uh, X's crosses. Yep, yep, not really. But I like their it. eyes are crossed out, and Berlin starts giving a speech. He's like, "Well, I want to wish you all good morning. Thank you for being here. I'm sorry this is how you end your week, but as long as you do what I say, you'll be safe." Because we need you to get out of here safely. You are our safe way out of here. He's a complete gentleman. He also says that to Arturo. He says, you're, he says, you are our safe way out of here as he's like tapping. Yeah. Him. Yeah. So while he's doing this, Denver and Rio. Hel- yeah, Denver and Rio are collecting cell phones, getting people's phone, getting people's names so they can put that with the cell phones. Yeah, in their pins so they can get into their cell phones. And yes. the pin numbers for the cell phones. And they go to uh, Arturo. Yes. And they go, Give us your phone. He goes, all right. And he gives him their phone. And he goes, what's your pin? And he goes, do you really need that? And he goes, what's your pin? Like Denver does. And then he goes, he goes, one, two, three, four. And Rio, being the tech junkie, laughs at him. Yes. Which was funny. And Denver's like, you're the president of the bank, but... And couldn't come up with a better passcode than that. Yes, it, it's fantastic. Arturo's a... a, a Piece of shit. Yeah. He, he's a bitch. Like... And then uh, we go back over to Berlin. Berlin. And we see Berlin talking to people and like calming them down. Yep. Relating to them being like, I know this is stressful. Yep. It's gonna be fine. There's a pregnant woman, and he's like, like "How long? How far along are you?" Like he's doing his best to relate to all these people. Yeah. But the best part about his acting is whoever this guy is. I don't, I've not seen him anything else, which makes sense. He's a Spanish actor. He's doing his voice is beautifully convincing. Like he sounds like well, whoever's dubbed over the yeah. voice sounds like they're legitimately concerned about these people. And at the same time, his facial expression. Says he couldn't give a shit less about any of them. Yeah, yeah. but they can't see that because they're all blindfolded. This is also the uh, part where he grabs a woman's hands. Yeah, yeah. And she's freaking out, like, definitely having a panic attack. He said, do these feel like the hands of a monster? And she said, no, no. but of course, what else are you going to fucking yeah. say in that situation? So he literally just leads her through breathing exercises. Leads and everyone. Yeah, and then exercises. after he starts with her, he leads the entire hostage group into breathing exercises. And then the phone at the front desk starts ringing. Is that then? Yes. Yep. Yeah. And then we, and then I think we cut to Moscow and Denver. Mm-hmm. Yep. We cut to Denver and Moscow down in the vault. Of course, using his thermal lance blowtorch to cut into the gears and yes. open it. Where I want to know, he's wearing a welder's mask, and Denver just walks right in and looks right at the spark. I know it's not a, a true weld, like because mm-hmm. you know welding will just destroy your fucking eyes. Yeah. How does he not have like? welder flash even from just looking at like a, just this bright light it's not as bad as just like a like a welder torch but it's still i hate to say it but it's because it's tv mm-hmm. yeah but also just like also denver's just stupid so yeah he'd be like <laughs> hey dad oh god <laughs> so yeah. mascot gets through the lock denver yeah, starts congratulating him and they open the vault 
And there's stacks of money. I mean, Stat. not $2.4 billion dollars yes. in stacks. But. Have, have you seen, if you've seen Now You See Me, which we've talked about a lot tonight, uh, off the show, it's like the stacks in the Spanish vault in that show. Yeah. In that yeah. Movie. And so Jim Verbeen, the fucking idiot, he is, just runs and jumps on top of it. And he's talking about how he wishes he could just fuck on top of all of this money. And how it smells better than roast there's lamb. Man. And Moscow's like, dude, focus. We have jobs to do. Yeah. yeah. And then he starts, like, telling him he's not very smart. Denver's like, we're, yeah. we're so, so great. We're, we're the, absolutely the best. And Moscow's like, we're nothing. We're, not. we're nothing. You have no skills. We don't have any jobs. You know, you've never sent out a resume. You've never had a real job. And Moscow is, himself has been in and out of prison for 12 years. Yeah. Like uh, He asked, and then his son's like, uh, no. Do, do he know, says they went, and his son brought up the prison thing. And Moscow's like, do you know why I went to prison? Because I'm stupid. That's how I went to prison so many times. I'm not smart, and neither are you. And he says, "Luckily, we don't have to think." Yes. Or something like that on this on yeah. this operation. We're not in charge. We we just have to do our job. Yeah. Someone else is doing all the things. And so, yes. like, it's like they got into a really quick argument because Denver was clearly upset that his dad basically scolded yeah. him. Yeah. Because clearly he looks up yeah. to his father, and but then it's quickly resolved. Yeah, like the moment his father points out, like, we're both fucking idiots. I'm not just saying you're an idiot. You're an idiot. We're both fucking idiots. Luckily, someone else is in charge. They actually. Start packing it up, and his son says something fucking stupid. I don't remember what it was. And they kind of just laugh. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, he's right. Here's where I really thought they were going to, like, pull in the base, the basic trope, which is like, oh, father, son, they don't get along. But no, that you also find out later they have a really good, like, they bounce off each other really well. Yeah. They actually care about each other a lot. Yeah, no, they, no. they do that thing that you can do with family. They're like, yeah. I can snap you for your fucking flaws and still be like, yes, we are family, and, like, it's fine. Like, you do fucking stupid shit, I'm going to call you on it. Yep. So we come back to the main hallway where they're, where they're keeping a hostage, and Monica answers the phone. The blonde pregnant lady. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Berlin's holding a gun on her the entire time. And he he makes sure that she can feel it. Yes. He wants her to because know she's the still wearing the blood. Yeah. She says, "I don't." He says, "I don't want to point this gun at you, but I have to." It's the only way you know I can be. It's the only way you can know I'm serious. Like. Yep. So he basically walks her through this phone call. Where she does her best to get off of this as, fa- as fast as possible. And when she finishes, he's like, you should get an Oscar for that. You were fantastic. Yeah. And so. after that, we get a scene where Tokyo, Rio, and I think Bert, no, and Denver go into like this break room looking area. Mm-hmm. And they, you figure out they have all the phones taped up. Yes. Yep. And like they have all their names and pins written in it. And Tokyo monologues and says, And before that sweet calm before the storm, it seemed like an ordinary day. Implying the day would quickly take a turn. Yep. And two other things in this area of the scene. We get either Helsinki or Oslo, I don't remember which. I think it was both in there. but I Pulling the the analog cord. Analog cables through the toilet because they're they're wiring in hard, they're hard wiring communications into the a museum and meant so that they don't have to use radios and comms and can't be intercepted. Yes. So that way they can just talk to the professor who is off-site. Yep, and then right before... As every smart mastermind is. Yes. And then right before we get a flashback, Denver has left the room, Tokyo reaches over, ruffles Rio's hair and says, you're very handsome. And then we get a flashback cut. Yep. And it's the manor where they all did all their five months of studying. Yep. Literally right before we cut, I put Tokyo, Tokyo and Rio are left in the room. She calls him handsome. They have energy. Definitely hooked up yeah, five I months said, prior. I said, I mentioned this. Rio is a super cutie. And of course, Tokyo and him are breaking the personal rules. Yeah. Yep. And so we're back in the manor. And it's the day before the heist. And we're in Tokyo's room. And Rio's knocking on her door. He comes in and he's he's like, I have something for you. Gives her his dog tags. And he's like, 
I don't I don't have any way to buy a ring right now. But after we finish the heist, I'll get you the biggest fucking ring imaginable. You'll have, have to carry it in a wheelbarrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she jokes about how it's an engagement dog tag, but then she starts trying to turn him down. She's talking about how she doesn't think they'll make a good couple. Like, they have good sex, but that's all it is. And how they've only had sex a couple times, in which Rio says, we've had sex every night except for, like, four or five. Yeah. Which, and they've been here for five months. Yes. Rough numbers, that's about 140 times they've fucked. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, he doesn't want to accept that he's being very insistent that they yes. date. And you also found out here that Rio's 12 years younger than Tokyo. Yeah, because at one point he's like, it's just because I'm younger than you, right? 12 years. Yeah. And you also, and then she says, she turns him down, of course, but then she says they could go to Tahiti to see if their relationship would still work. So she's willing to give it a chance. After the heist, though. Yeah, after after the heist. heist. Right now she can only focus on the heist. That's the only important thing. She makes that clear. She says, right now all I can think about is not getting shot tomorrow or something like that. Yeah, and then we go back to the, the Met where she pulls his dog tags out of her shirt. To show she's a fucking she, idiot. And that she cares about it. Yeah, but she's wearing... Yes. Personal. Yeah, personal things with his name on them, because he points out that it has his name, and at least now she knows his actual name. Yep. And he goes to pull her in for a kiss, but she stops him, because yep. Berlin then walks into the room. Well, actually, no. we see one of the confiscated phones lighting up. Yep, sorry. Yep, yep it's not Berlin. It's uh, Allison Parker's phone. Yes, we don't know. Her name is Allison. I think, we, I think we figured out. No, we don't figure we it don't out until that. episode two. Yeah. Really. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I've ruined the first name. It's okay. Oh, God, no. It has so much importance. Oh, no. But, and then you see on the phone, it is Papa who is calling. Yes. Yep, Allison's dad is calling. Rio turns it off. Berlin comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Berlin comes in. He has them suit back up into the red jumpsuits because they kind of took those off a little bit in their downtime. At, well, and Tokyo wasn't in hers because she, she came in with people. Yeah. Um, so they're going to go open the vault. And activate the, well, Berlin, because they're going to go activate the alarm. The yes. vault's already open. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so we have the entire crew down in the main lobby. Yep, with all the hostages. And Arturo is being stupid. Yes, yes he is. Yeah, he's trying to peek his mask and be like, oh, they're, they're about to leave, we'll be fine. Yeah, he's like, they got the money, they're trying to leave. But they're just standing there waiting. Yeah. And he's super confused, and he's making the other hostages confused because... The alarm's going off, and they're just standing yes. there. Yeah, and the professor is counting down from two minutes. Yes. He's intercepted the police comms. So, yep. while Arturo is being stupid, he gets caught peeking by Berlin. Yep. yep. So, Berlin just yanks off Arturo's blindfold because he tells him to remove it, but he won't. He's like, no, like, just look at me. Anything. And he forces Arturo to look at him. And, like, this is significant because I know what Arturo's thinking. Because in movies, as soon as you see... The bad guy, they have to kill you or they can't get away clean, right? Yes. yes. So obviously Arturo is like, oh no. I'm going to die. Yeah. And Berlin's just like, Arturo, do you like movies? <laughs> and th- this this will get referenced this entire season. That's great. Um, but he's like, do you like movies? And Arturo's like, yeah, yeah, I consider myself a movie buff. And Berlin's like, do you know in horror movies where's the, where there's that really nice guy? He's going to do all the heroics. And Arturo's like, yeah. And he's like, you know how he always dies? And you know from the very beginning, he's going to be the one that dies. And Arturo's like nodding. And Berlin's like, that's going to be you. And then pats him on the head. And yes. puts his blindfold back on. <laughs> Which is amazing. Because he, like, he doesn't kill him. It's such a vague threat. Like, It's obviously a threat, but it's not like, I'm going to kill you. It's like, Arturo, if you keep doing this shit, you're going to get killed. It might not be me, but... I can't control Denver. Yes. You're going to die. So then we find out what their plan is with the alarm. Yep, we get a flashback here. And And the plan is to make the cops think that they've been caught off guard. 
trying to escape. Trying to escape. So they're going to go outside, shoot at the ground, drop the money, and then like pick it back up and get back inside. The entire purpose of this is to make the cops and later the National Intelligence Organization think... They're trapped. That they're, that they're trapped and that they don't have any bigger plans going on. Like the, They're like improvising as they go now because yep. their plan got ruined. Yes. But... Tokyo to- has an inner monologue. Oh, does she hear? Yeah, where she mentions the professor didn't tell us they'd be shooting back. Yeah, it's kind of a dumb line for somebody who's done like fifteen heists now. Yeah, and also like Tokyo just fucks this up because Denver specifically calls out that she goes, she she leaves the bank too soon. Like, Real calls yes. it out. That's why he oh, follows yeah. her. And like, I, at first I didn't understand how she could leave too soon. Be like, this is all a hoax. But like, the fur the sooner she leaves, the further out she's gonna be from the mint by the time the police get there. Yes. And that's all an issue, because the closer you are to somebody, the much easier it becomes much easier to shoot you. And the harder yep. it is for you to run back into that mint without getting shot. Yep. So, yeah, Rio follows her out, and he gets shot. Yep. And yes. it looks like he gets shot in the head. Just mm, Chest is what... Yeah, like, just straight up, just dies right there, chasing after her. And, of course, Tokyo is mad. Yep. So, she starts actually shooting at the cops. Yep, she goes from shooting at the ground to trying to murder police officers. And she hits one of the cops, like... Three times in the chest. Yeah, chest, leg. Yeah, just fucking shoots him. And the other cop is has uh, been shot as well, and he's in the car, and he's hollering, he's calling for backup because they have two men down, yep. and they're being fired upon. He has to dive into the car, and like it zooms on his face, and he's clearly yeah. terrified. I mean, so, he's got assault rifle at fire coming at him. Yeah, and they they drop two bags of money and go back into the bank. And yeah, also, Tokyo uh, grabs Rio and Jack. Yes. Yeah, and then... Denver, the scene, the, this episode ends with Denver yelling explicitives because the plan just went to shit, and Tokyo is, like, hugging Denver's body because she thinks he's dead, because we think he's dead, and the plan's just gone to fuck. Yeah, but yeah. then, and also, like, the last, one of the last scenes before Denver's yelling, she takes the mask off, figure out that he's alive. Mm-hmm. He has a little, like, wound on his temple, where, like, something hit him. I assume my bullet grazed Yeah. Him. Yeah, but it just made him knock unconscious, and he's alive. He's fine. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I would have been very upset. I have marked in my notes, Rio didn't die, capital Yay. So, yeah. that's the end of episode one. Yep. What's your thoughts? What do you think, Hunter? What do I think? Yeah. I thought episode one was super good. I thought the pacing was phenomenal. The tension was perfect throughout the whole episode. I even marked again that Rio was a cutie. I still don't... I, at this point, I still didn't know what the plan was. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And I haven't quoted, but I'm ex- I was excited to figure it out. The lip scene got worse as the episode went on, but I mean that's because they're speaking two different fucking languages. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, like, if you're gonna watch a dub, that's kind of what you expect. Um, at least the dubbing was decent. It's not like a like a bad anime dub. Yeah. The dub was actually pretty good. I can actually. The only bad thing in this entire episode, and honestly, probably the entire series, is part of the dub. Yeah. It's Denver, and his stupid fucking laugh yep his his voice actor his english voice actor is the weakest out of all of them Mm -hmm. berlin's easily being the best yeah yes very but yeah you're you're right that laugh i don't like that the subtitles and the audio don't match but that's Mm -hmm. also just because dubbing yeah Yeah. so because i i guarantee it's translating it straight from the spanish sub from the spanish so justice so i really really like this first episode by this point i did know what the plan was uh, I, I kind of pieced it together a bit earlier on. But I love the fucking plan. And there's still parts where I don't know. Like, clearly they have to take this fucking truck out. Because you're not carrying $2.4 billion. 2.4 billion euros. It's physically impossible. Like, 
you can't even really rob a bank and get most of the money that they have you do in movies. Like, yeah, money weighs a lot because it's very thin and you can put a lot of it in a bag, sure. Like, I think... But that adds up really fucking quickly. Yep. Have you picked up, like, a packet of just printer paper? I that think, shit's heavy. I think a lot of people don't have, like, an actual concept for how much money weighs because a people million do, dollars... Yeah, people can't... You're never going to hold as much money as you see in movies for, like... Like, a million dollars... robbing... A million dollars in a hundred dollar bills fits in a briefcase pretty easily. Like, yeah. that's the thing. But, like, it fits in it pretty easily and there's a bunch of room left over. Like, all those scenes where the briefcase is filled to the brim with money... Yeah. It's way more than a million dollars. No, you're probably down phone books to make it look neat. Yeah. And dude, I, I, like, I got handed $900 one time because of, like, an insur- like insurance for my car. Yeah. And I was I was 18, so a little less than a year ago, um, or a little more than a year ago, and I had never had this much money all at once at one fucking time. I was like, what the fuck? This is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, not all of it was in 100s. It was, like, four or 500s, 20, shit like that. Yeah. But, like... Dude, this was quite a bit of money to to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even then, that's heavier than you fucking thought it would be. Yeah, because it's a, it made my wallet fat. Yes. Yep. So my personal notes are. I, oh, I have one more note. Oh, though. sorry. Uh, actually, two. I fucking love the characters. The characters are great. Yes, so far. they're so uh, good. My my other my last note though is Tokyo's fucking dumb. Yeah, <laughs> she's a cutie, and I I like her as a main character. Also, I. Like, She's fucking dumb because she fucked up, right? Yes, she's fucked up. I, but everyone else, I understand why they're there. Yeah. I don't know why she's there. I honest. Okay, so I don't know why she's there, and I don't know why Denver's there. Helsinki also filled Denver's role. I think, honestly, I think Denver's probably there. I think it was probably a writer on Moscow's contract. I, could, I can see that. Spoiler alert. It is a writer on Moscow. Cool. Like, I, I figured it would be like, it also, his son is there but because it, Moscow yeah. needs him there. Also, Denver kind of mentioned that uh, that he's broken his dad out of prison. So, I mean, like, yeah. he at least has experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tokyo, I think, she just has a, a all-around experience at, like, heists and bank robberies in general. But this isn't a normal heist. Not in the slightest. Oh, I just assumed she was a diversity hire, or else HR was going to come after him. <laughs> I mean, maybe. But the show is amazing. And I'm honestly super glad that you guys love this episode because oh, it's, great. it's my favorite show ever. See, I thought you guys were going to make me watch something like Justice Made Chris watch. I'm yeah. not going to name the unnameable, but... uh, Yeah, that the, was a bad idea by for this, everyone. By this point in time, you've all probably heard that episode, and I apologize. I also apologize. We did put a warning at the top of that episode in the notes. If you listen to it, you were warned. I am very glad that I wasn't here so, to watch it. <laughs> so, this whole, this whole thing, I'm going to be honest with the listeners here. This was a genesis that me, drunk as normal, um, had one night. And the idea was, well, we got our, we got some friends coming down, some really good friends who, whose opinions we respect. And we wanted to do some guest feature episodes with them. And we have the previous one you've listened to, which was the first time we've reviewed something that was not a show. Like, it was the first time we reviewed a video game. Yes. And then the one we did, the first one we did with Chris, maybe not the first one, the Vampire Diaries episode with Chris was something he had been trying to get us to review for a minute. And we figured, why not have them on? Yeah. So we figured we would let them choose something for us to review, and then we would choose something for them to have to review with us. And that's how we got here. Because after we dealt with the unnameable, yeah. I was like, oh yeah. yeah, if I make them watch something terrible, I have to watch it too. Yeah. Like, my pick came about because 
the original idea that Josh had, I don't remember what show it was, it was going to be something terrible to torture Hunter with. He's uh, torturing your friends is fun. Granted, if he would have picked anything other than, like, probably this, I probably wouldn't have liked it, because, as you guys know me, don't really don't really like movies or TV shows all that much. I literally yeah. only consume video games. <laughs> we, we know. Which is why I picked Minecraft Story Mode. Not because I liked it, because it was a video game. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, none of us liked and it. And it was funny. <laughs> Not in a funny way. <laughs> yeah. As I've discussed. Yeah. So to wrap my notes up here, everything in the show is super tense, like Hunter said. Like, the entire show... It's just, just ratcheting tension every step of the way. And the action, nonstop. Everything, like, it's a bunch of cuts, but, like, they're cutting scenes to build tensions in other scenes, and everything is building towards cumulative moments. And, honestly, the pacing is just excellent. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a show paced this well. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a show paced this well. The overdub, the overdub of the English voices is all, all around pretty good. Other than Denver, I mentioned that. Better than Ghost Stories? Okay, the Ghost Stories dub, the ghost <laughs> stories dub is a special place because it's intentionally terrible. That's true. And yeah. it's amazing. But this is intentionally good and amazing. I think I would rather watch more of this than watch more Ghost Stories. Of course. But I love them both. I mean, it very much depends on my mood. So that brings us into episode two, which is entitled Part One. Episode two. You you just look sad that it doesn't have a title right now. He does. Now. <laughs> like, if you people could see his face, you I would find it hilarious. I love episode titles because like not some a lot of the times episode titles don't actually like mean much for the episode. And sometimes they have like cool naming gimmicks. Like we learned Vampire Diaries get, episodes all are all named after like movies, which was super cool, other than the first episode, which is named Pilot. Because it's the first episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder. I, I bet you could find a movie named Pilot. No, oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Probably. Fine. So the episode two starts with an episode one recap. We get some more of the shooting at the police and the police shooting back. And but notably, it is overdubbed with the professor talking about how they shouldn't kill anybody. Yes. <laughs> Which ironic. I mean, they didn't kill anybody. Yes, as you find out. Yeah, yeah we found that. Yeah, yeah like, that's literally my funny. next note. Turns out the cop didn't. The cop didn't die. He was just wounded. Yeah, yes. because we get a we got to a woman, and she's with her daughter. Her daughter's name is Paula, and they're preparing for her daughter's birthday tomorrow. Which Paula's mom is not going to let her dad come to. Yeah, Paula's just straight up ignoring her mother. Yeah, yeah. So so Paula like calls her grandmother for backup her grandmother to get her grandmother to her her mother to let her father come. Yeah, because you yeah you figure out that her dad's not allowed to come, and Paula straight up says because you won't let dad see me and. Uh, and Paula's mom's like, no, the judge won't, won't let, let him. that happen. And then Paula's, Paula's grandmother's like, your mom and dad are not in a very good place right now. But so they'll work it out. They won't work it out. Spoiler. I'm not going to spoil It's not a spoiler. We, we find out that the reason they're not together is because... Of some pretty heavy shit. Yeah. Because he, her husband's a domestic abuser. Which yes. is... They're not getting back together. Yeah, fuck that yeah. I mean, statistically, they're probably getting back together. But... Yeah. They're not getting know. back she's together. Pre- she's pretty adamant, especially in the... Oh, yeah. The following scenes. Also, we find out that she is a hostage negotiator because she gets a phone call from the police commissioner. And she's needed at the mint to deal with an issue. Even though it's her day off. Because it's always their day off. Or they're always about to retire. That's police. Well, this seems pretty important. Or they just started. That's fair, too. So we, then we got to the bank. And the bank is a scene of chaos right now. Everyone is yelling, mainly at Tokyo. Well, in what, the break room. Why are they yelling? Well, maybe it's because 
Tokyo. They think Tokyo killed a cop. They think Tokyo killed a cop. Tokyo yeah. Yeah. went out too soon, and Tokyo's fucking Rio. And, yep. I mean, I, mean I, I hear no problems so far. But oh, I, actually, I missed that in my my end episode, end of one episode notes. Um, nobody, nobody else mentioned it. You mentioned Tokyo is pretty cute, but also Tokyo has a mm, ass. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Just wanted to get that in the notes. Um, I will. I want to point out from everybody yelling at Tokyo, Berlin doesn't seem upset. He yeah. just wants to continue with the heist. He wants to go on as normal and put it past him. Yes. Yeah. So uh, they're all upset, and they're getting the phones set up. So. There's no radio or wireless signal going on. Yep, the hard lines get hooked up, they shut down radio communications, and then Berlin immediately calls the professor. And we see the professor in a warehouse, it looks like, kind of. Yeah, we saw this in the first episode. Yeah, yeah we got a cut of yeah. it. Yeah. Repeatedly saying, what are you wearing? Yeah, what are you wearing? What Which you was wearing? just a weird fucking scene to come into. But it does build later. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it builds too. Yeah, which honestly I didn't piece together until just now, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh really? He, yeah. He, he was rehearsing. Yes. Yep. So Berlin has the cameras set up, and the professor is kind of pissed about something that just happened after he told him about yep. it. Yeah. Yeah. He's a little pissed. He asks Berlin to put Tokyo on, and he's like, "Hey, is it true? Are you fucking Rio?" And Berlin's like, "Nah, not uh, sorry. Tokyo's like, nah, that's not happening. Why would why would I be fucking him?" They they just they shot at us first, so we yeah so I'm I trying to save back. a teammate. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Which, Rio seems very upset about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because clearly he loves this woman. Yes. Yeah. So uh, then we cut back to our negotiator lady outside. Then we cut to the OP first. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have the opening. Which I still love. It's still great. Yeah. And then we go to the negotiator. Then we cut to the negotiator. And she's getting briefed on everything that's happening. Yep. Some people but... are in the bank. They're, uh, not the bank. The mint. They're robbing it. Her, they have hostages. Her yep. partner, Angel, is filling her in on everything. Yep. Angelo? Angel? Angel. 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 Okay, yeah. Yeah. And she's like... We know, he, he's telling her, we know that there's 11 security guards in there, 35 employees, 17 students, so a total of 63 people. Yeah, they assume a 63. Yeah. And, and they think there's four to six bank robbers, well, mint robbers. Yeah, four yeah. to six bank robbers. But that's 63 hostages, not including the two truck drivers, the two cops, and I the, mean the four cops they took. Yes. So that's a total of 69, 69. baby. Nice. The truck drivers and the cops are tied up separately and being kept elsewhere in the mint. Yeah, place. they're in they're in the they're, I think they're still in the truck. They're in the truck. They're in the bay near the trucks. Yeah. They're not like, Yeah. Yeah. We, we, you don't really see them, but we yeah, we only see Denver throw them down and be like stay here and then walk yeah. off in episode one. Um, so then our negotiator lady is talking to the other people around here about how they need to get on this before the feds show up. And she's also saying, we, do we, she's also asking like if we have cameras and yeah. stuff and like, and yeah, the, the, the other cops are like, nope, they've disabled the cameras, they've disabled the fiber, there's no way to hack them or see what's going on. And we're working on it. Yep. And then we cut into the bank and Ber- we cut, well, into the mint and Berlin is having a latte. Yep, he does not seem upset about the whole situation at all. He is. It was espresso. My yeah, it bad. was espresso. Berlin's having an espresso. He's very calm about it. Yep. Super, super calm. Super, like, just chill. He's like, everybody else is kind of freaking out. He's like, why are you freaking out? This is our calm. Yeah. Can, this is our moment to relax and get ready for the days ahead. Yeah, so he's in the break room talking to Rio, and he's basically just like, yeah, you and Tokyo are fucking. Yeah. Why'd you, why'd you lie to the professor? And Rio's like, we're not together. <laughs> and Berlin's like, cool, if you're not together, I'm going to try a fucker. Yeah, he was like, what was all that banging on my wall? And he was like, yeah. I don't know, maybe she's learning dances. Yeah. And, like, 
obviously when Berlin says he's gonna try to fuck her, that's when Rio's like, you "Of course I'm fucking her." No, you don't understand. I love her. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then Berlin kind of turns and like joking around about it, being like, "Oh." And he gets super serious, but he's like, "Oh, you're serious." And he's talking about how much relationships are, how horrible relationships are. He sounds like a huge misogynist here. Rio, can you yes. sit down? I need to talk to you. And the tension is so high in the show that I really, for a split second, dead ass thought he was just gonna kill Rio. Yeah, and like he's talking about how horrible relationships are, how I, horrible what, kids are. I always think Berlin's gonna kill somebody in every scene he's yes. in. Yeah, like, it, it feels so possible. <laughs> but he's talking about like how horrible kids are, and like once a woman has kids. Things aren't ever the same because the kid's more important and you'll never matter. You'll never see that cave where you put your sweet meat again. Yeah, that is that is a line from him. He literally sounds like the hugest, like the biggest sexist ever. Yeah, he sounds like a total dick. Mm -hmm. And then he's just like right back to the job and he gives Berlin like Berlin's like, what would you know? And and Rio's like, what would you know? And Berlin's like, I've been divorced five times. Yes. And like Berlin's like, so and he's like, that means I thought I was in love. Five times. Yeah. And then Berlin gives Rio the job of watching Parker. Yep, yep. watching with Parker. He, he says you have to stay close to her even if she has to change her tampon. Yeah. Yep. Stay with her no matter what. Then we cut to another flashback of Tokyo. Oh, another flashback at the, at the, man- at the manor. Yep, where they're all having a good old time because they're friends. Yep, Tokyo yeah. is helping Moscow light a cigarette. The crew are all hanging around outside. And they're apparently on a 30-minute break between classes. It's recess. It's recess or lunch. Um, so Tokyo walks past the group, kind of heading back towards the manor, it looks like. And then after she's out of sight, Rio's like, mm, I'm going to take a run. I'll see you guys later. And Denver very suspiciously goes, do what you need to do. <laughs> and then Berlin's like, he, he, he like looks towards where Rio ran off. But he know, takes a different direction. And then he looks kind of towards where Tokyo went. And he's just like, yep, maybe fucking. Yeah. Yep. And then it's Rio running through the woods in sweatpants and a hoodie, which I imagine would get really hot really fast but he got it and then he comes up on tokyo sitting on a rock and then they they basically, they basically fuck then they fuck him yeah yeah uh so basically i'm getting this most of our flashbacks show the other people and then it show rio and tokyo hooking up yeah yeah we get more diverse flashbacks later but then rio snaps back to reality and he heads down to the, the the main lobby and picks up Miss Parker and takes her somewhere to separate them from yes. from, from, from the rest of the group. It looks like Arturo's office when we get there. It's got it's, it's a very big luxury, yeah. luxurious office. Very nice office. And then we cut back outside to the police's main camp area, where and they, where they figured out that all communications through the mint are like yeah, just not there. And then just standard military hard ass shows up. Yep, this, to is where we were, where, this is where we learn the negotiator's name. Her name is Raquel. Yep, yes, Raquel. Raquel. And um, this is when the head of intelligence arrives. Um, he's a colonel in the military, apparently. We do not get his name. Total yeah. dick. At least not in these two episodes, we don't get his name. And uh, he's arriving, but Raquel has already put a place to call, like, call into the, the men's phones. Yes. Yeah, he, she's already put an analog line into the men. Yeah. And mm. it is then routed, patched through to the professor. Yep, routed through the museum itself to the professor at his off-site location. Yep. So the phone, of course, begins to ring, and Berlin looks at it. Does he? Uh, does he pick up the phone, or does he just hit the button? He just hits the he button. Just, yeah, he button. hits the button, and then the professor, of course, picks up the phone, sets it down, and puts it on speaker. Yeah. Yep. And he's using a voice modulator to like disguise his voice. Of course. Mm-hmm. There's some banter net here between Raquel and the professor. Yeah, he's. Basically saying he doesn't want to talk to anyone who's going to bullshit him 
But he's doing it in a bantering way. Yeah, yeah, and then she's like, well, you should just talk to the prime minister. And he's like, that'd be great. Can you put him on? And she's like, nope, I'm filling in for him. Nope, he's busy, you know, running a country. Yep. And he's like, well, here's what we want. A helicopter. And yeah. she's like, is that what you really want? And he's like, nah, what I really want is to know what you're wearing. Yep, she, he begins to probe her about what she's wearing, and she's like, I don't think that's, like, I don't think that's important. And then he's very calm about it, and this is where the red origami figure comes in. He finishes folding it and places it in front of him. Yep. And it, zoom, it makes sure to zoom in on it. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, even if it was appropriate, this call is being listened to by a myriad of other officers and agencies. Yeah. And he, but uh, he also explains to her why it's important. He says that I think what we wear, it really gives us a good clue of who someone is. Yep. He also introduces himself as the professor here. And because she mentioned all the other people around, he's like, we should introduce ourselves. And he goes, they go around the room and he gets introduced to a bunch of the people that yeah. are working in the team. And one, la- one lady goes, how's your day? And he goes, good. I hope yours as well as well. It's good as well. Yeah. It was and nice. He also makes a comment about how he wishes he didn't have to use the shitty metallic voice changer yeah. implying that like he's not an idiot he knows that they know mm-hmm. and so she asks him what he wants and this time he's just like time we almost got away and we shouldn't be punished for like a literal like minute of fuck up if we had, if we had started to leave a minute earlier we would have already been out of here before anybody got here yeah so of course this was their plan from the start <laughs> <laughs> yeah but they, they don't, don't know, know that. that. Fuck them. So she asks for the release of the students, and he's like, "Oh, th- actually, this is be- she hasn't described what she's wearing yet." Yeah. He's, he reminds her that she hasn't answered his question from pre- from before, and then she finally does. So, after she answers his question, he's like, "No, no." She, she says that after she tells him to release the students, because he's like, "That's fair, but you still haven't answered my question." Yes. Yeah, yeah. He he ignores what she's saying to just point out. Well, you haven't answered my question, so why should I do what you asked me? Nope. So she finally describes what she's wearing, and he's like, and she describes what she's wearing pretty well. But he's like, typically a woman's suit, like you said, you're wearing, has some type of pants or skirt, which you didn't mention. In the future, your answer should be more clear. And then he hangs up on her. Yes. And she also makes sure to mention. She mentions everything, and she and she says, "I'm not going to go any further than that." Yeah. For no, now. Not going to talk about what Annie is. As like a sense yeah. of humor. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, the banter. So the head of the intelligence then starts talking to her. And he basically her. just, uh, well, actually just before Angela says, he's pretty sure the guy's crazy. Yeah. And she's, and she's like, like, he was too calm. No he, one's going to be that calm. In a hostage negotiation. Yeah, in a hostage negotiation. Then, then Raquel's like, we need to put a helicopter above the museum. Yeah, she begins to freak. And refuse to like bring them anything they ask or need. Yeah, like no food, no water, nothing. Mm-hmm. And then the head of the intelligence agency, the dude from before, says that him and the GEOs, I have no, what a G, I have no idea what a GEO is, um, believe that they should intervene right away. Raquel's like, no. if we wanted you here, we would have called you. This is my uh, actually, job. she says, if they wanted a fuck-up like the massacre at the Moscow Opera House, he would have been their first call. Yes. And then the, the head of intelligence says he he figured she could just use the the help, considering what all she's going through right now. What's she going through? Well, she's she's like, if that was supposed to, if that was supposed to be a, a, a comment about my period, I can assure you I'm not on it right now. And he's like, no, I refer to the, the domestic abuse charges you filed against your husband. Your ex-husband. And then he implies that Internal Affairs thinks that the charges are fake and that she's being highly unprofessional. And that they're going to take her husband's side because he is also a cop. Yep. Yes. And then she calls him out for being an asshole. She's like, 
Sure. If you want to dive into my stuff, anybody else want to know what's going on? Here's everything going on in the court case. It's up to the judge now. It's like she reacts very calmly to a dude being a complete I mean, asshole. She's and definitely angry about it. You can mm-hmm. tell, but he's definitely trying to get in her head. And mm-hmm. he's not fucking succeeding. No, not really. And uh, they only have a phone call coming through. On the antenna because yeah. they had everybody turn off their phones they only want calls they only from want, the museum yep. slash mint area. Is they want to route all calls coming through the area through this command tent. And it's just a random police officer. Yep. It was a moment to break the tension. Yeah, it was just a funny moment. It was actually much needed. I thought it was yeah, funny. It was actually a really nice inclusion. There. At first when it happened, I thought it maybe would have been one of, like, one of the hostages got a hold of a phone yeah. or like for some reason Denver. Yeah, because immediately <laughs> like, some of the fuck's up because of something stupid. I'm like, that seems like a Denver move. And we barely even fucking know the guy. It's just like, seems like a Denver, Denver move. Yeah. They've already established who Denver kind of is. So then we cut to a kind of just short scene of police getting into position to cover any exits on the building. And then we cut back into the Mint, where Rio is now got Miss Parker separate from the rest of the group. In what looks like a Taurus office, like I mentioned. Yep, and he's forcing her to change into a pair of red jumpsuits. Yes. The, one, the same ones that all the highest, all the robbers are wearing. Yep, and then we go back to the past. Mm, not quite no. yet. We get, we get a moment where Rio has turned his back to, to her so she can change, but he notices in a mirror that he can see her undressing. So he turns. So he turns again. Which is very nice of him. Uh, I mean, she's clearly a minor. She's 17, imagine yeah. that. And he's 21. So, like, I, major props to Rio for being an actual nice guy and not a perv. Yep. Then we cut to a pretty one of the more important flashbacks we've got across these two episodes. It's the entire crew. They're all eating dinner together. I think this is still the night before the heist. Yeah. And they're all talking about what they're gonna do if with their with their part of the money if the heist goes well. Yeah. And it starts with Denver. He's like, "Man, I'm gonna buy a Maserati, a, a, blue, a, a sky, sky blue, blue Maserati. Maserati." And he's like, "And then I want a nightclub." And I want the music to be like always thumping in there. Make your ears bleed. And he wants it with three floors. Yes. Three floors. And then he's like, also, need, we're going to buy some new lungs from for my, my dad, Moscow. And like Moscow's like, that's a waste of money. Don't do that. Don't waste your money on me. And he's like, oh, but people sell kidneys all the time. I'm sure I can find some lungs. Yep. Yeah. He's got a point. There's definitely a black market for, for organs. And he's going to have so much money. And then Berlin talks about how he wants to buy a 200-acre vineyard. And Rio's like, but dude, you could just walk into any store you wanted and buy whatever wine you wanted. Like, you don't have to make your own. And Berlin's like, yes, but it's about the art. And he's wearing his full suit. (laughs) Yes. Of course. Always. The The professor also keenly, I think it's professor, points out that all this stuff they're talking about, they can buy and they'll still have money. Yeah. Yes. They'll still have like he's like all the stuff you're talking about cost millions of dollars, but yeah, you're still billion. you're still gonna have hundreds of millions after. Yes, that. and like uh, we get Tokyo's plans, and she just plans to buy an island. Yep. In which Rio says, "I think I'm gonna buy an island too." And yeah, Moscow's Rio... like, "Somebody's finally thinking here, like because an island's a pretty good purchase. Off the like you're off the grid, yeah. you can just." And but Rio's more specific in his island though. Yeah. He's like, "I want to buy." A small island and put a large house on it. So I can roll out of bed and jump straight into the ocean from my window. And then we get Nairobi. Yeah. And she has. She says she. Some of us have debt debts that we have to pay back before we can look, think about spending money. But I would really like to learn how to fly a plane and buy my own. 
And then somebody, I think Tokyo mentions, why would you want to fly, fly a plane? And she says, whenever I land, I want to be able to say, this is Spanish Beyonce landing, bitch. Yeah, but she wants to fuck with the... Yeah, she wants to fuck yeah. with air traffic control. Yeah. It's great. Which, I mean, like, also, you're going to run a heist. Why do you need to pay your debts? You need to run away, like... Eh. Well, because yeah. they're... Because I guess the implication is they're not, like... Debts, they're, like... They're, like, debts to organized crime groups and... Yeah, Jeez, something like that. Yeah. That's the implication. Yeah. And then Probably we get idea. Moscow's plan, and Moscow wants to record an album. A Correa Dos album. I don't know what that is. It's a Spanish song. It's a Spanish genre of music. Yeah. Oh, is it a, a genre? Yeah, it's yeah. a genre. Um, I mean, based on the words, it's like the combination of like Correa, so Ron and the word Dos. I don't yeah. know if that has it's any so, Somebody asked him why yeah. he wouldn't record another. A Correa Dos is a like... Combination of poetry. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's an A on the front of it or anything. And narrative, so it's a, like a yeah. song that tells a story. Yeah. So. And so they kind of talk him into singing, and we get this fun thing of where he's singing, his son joins in, and they all kind of just like dance and fuck around and have fun for the night. Notably, here we don't learn anything about what the professor wants with the money, what Oslo wants with the money, or what Helsinki wants with the money. Yes. So then we're back in the mint. Berlin has everyone take off their blindfolds. He says that they're now going to pass out sleeping bags. And food. Water and food. Specifically sandwiches. He's yes. like, we've got sandwiches for everybody. We brought food. Don't hate us too much. Please, and please, 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 please. also wants them to change into some uh, coveralls. Yeah, that's not how he says it. It's beautiful. He's like, yeah. we're going to pass out the sleeping bags, the water, the food, and then I need you to all take your clothes off. Yes. Yep. <laughs> dead, like his face changes deadpan. Mint orgy time. <laughs> yeah, but he's got, like Justice said, he's having to have them put on jumpsuits. And then Oslo and Helsinki begin to pass that out. Yep, and during this whole time, like, Arturo tries to come up to, Arturo comes up to Berlin, and he's like, really, there's pregnant women here, there's older people, there's people with medical conditions, you should let them all go. You don't need all these hostages. And Berlin's like, mm, yeah, you're right, maybe, I'll see what I can do, and walks off. And <laughs> Denver comes up and he's like, what the fuck are you doing, Arturo? You don't get any say in what the fuck we do. And yeah. he's brandishing a gun at him. Yeah, he, he, he Denver has his gun pulled and he's like, he, he flips the gun around. He's like, here, Arturo, take my gun. Shoot me with it. Do it. And Arturo, like, grabs the gun, but, like, Denver, like, has him on the verge of tears. Yeah, he's so fucking scared. Okay. And then Denver pulls the second gun and starts pointing at Arturo. He's like, you gotta shoot me or I'm gonna shoot you. You have 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah you have. X number of seconds and starts counting down. And then he, he speeds up as he's counting down. He doesn't down. count, yeah, he doesn't count slowly. He doesn't go one. Two. No. You know, he just starts, he just one, two, well, no, three. Oh, no, he's counting backwards. It's ten. No, he started at one. I don't remember. I'm pretty no. sure. It, it doesn't matter. But, but, but anyway. he goes, like, at a decent pace. It's just like, da 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 And then he gets to nine, and Arturo just starts spamming the trigger. He's like, bang, bang, bang. Like, but of course it's fake. Yeah, they're blanks. And this is the scene where Berlin starts talking about how they're going to be handing them all out fake guns as well. And that Arturo's was kind of a demonstration. Yeah. And that funny. everything's going to be okay as long as they continue to follow their directions. I did miss one thing. Before Arturo, before Denver starts his shit with Arturo, Berlin drops that nice little movie threat on Arturo again. He's like, we're buddies. <laughs> he's like, we're, we're buddies. We share a common interest in movies. Yeah, yeah I just looks at Movies. Him. Yeah, I think when it was when Denver was kind of like, Denver, don't, don't bother him too much. We are film yeah, yeah, buddies. Yeah. So we jump back to the police camp, and the, the, the police are still like, how the fuck are they talking to each other? And we get some interesting guesses. Um, a with cups and strings <laughs> is thrown out at one yeah. point. Yeah. 
Um, sign language is thrown out at another because yeah. they're deaf. They're because they're just, I don't give a fuck if they're deaf and fucking mute. mute. Yep. The Raquel steps outside of the tent to smoke a cigarette, and she notices a strike force. Yes. In armored cars, just pulling up to the mint, and the head of intelligence tells her they're going. They're going in tonight, basically right now. She's pissed because she's supposed to be in charge here, but she's not, of course, because someone from intelligence is there. Yeah, he pulls her aside and he's like, "Look, we have to go in. There is a high priority individual in the mint, and we have to rescue them now. Do you understand what I mean?" And she's like, no, I don't speak intelligence. He's like, okay, fine. The colonel. The daughter <laughs> of the UK ambassador is in the mint. And if we don't get her out tonight, by tomorrow morning, it'll be on the news. And the UK will be leading this negotiation. Yep. Which, it, it, I mean, I didn't like that, but his reasoning wasn't bad. Yeah. So, he's like, we have to go in now, or we won't have any control on how this goes. Turns out, though, this is all part of the professor's yep, plan. we get a flashback. Yep, we get another flashback. And in this flashback, the professor's telling the crew that the police are going to breach the first night. They're going to breach in the bank the Bef- first night. They're going to go in before 14... 415, before 15, yeah. Before the sun goes up. Yes. Because if not, the UK will take over negotiations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... and- it's important that they win this first battle. Yep, and he said they will win the first battle because of the little lamb, Miss Allison Parker, who, the daughter of the UK ambassador, who is also the close friend, the UK ambassador, who is also the close friend of, a, of the Queen of England herself. Mm-hmm. And then from here, we, we cut to Nairobi talking to Monica, and because Arturo begin, is like trying to talk to Monica and like about something, I vaguely remember, it's not important. What's yeah. important here is that Nairobi picks up on the fact that Monica's pregnant mm-hmm. and that Arturo's the dad. And here, Nairobi asks Monica what she's going to do with the baby, and Monica says, I'll probably abort it. Yes. They, they, they kind of bond here, too. Like, yeah. Nairobi's getting that connection. Berlin yeah, because Nairobi's talking about how hard it is to, like... Be a single mom and shut Yeah. yeah. And, of course, Monica's like, how do you know all this about me? She's like, I've done my research. I've gone through your desk. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, they also did. They also definitely did research yes. in the five months prior. But yeah, it's a, it's a cute. It's actually got a little bit of cuteness in this scene. Yeah, she she says, "I found your pregnancy test." Yeah. And then after that, special forces begins to go in, yeah. and then the professor tells calls and tells Berlin. Yep. That uh, it's time. And then Berlin has the hostages, and everybody else follow them. Yes. Yep. So we also learn that the professor has narrowed it down to the the police will try to breach from four locations: the roof, the front door, which is. Shut by still blast doors. I don't know how yeah. they're getting in. But. Emergency exits and the loading dock. So he says they're going to try to breach first from the loading dock so they can establish surveillance. Which we learn is them drilling a tiny hole in the door and then putting a camera through. Which that, that's, that's, a, that's, that's how actual, most... Yeah, that's a legit thing. Like, yeah. But at the same time this is happening, at the same time the police are drilling the hole in this door, <laughs> the police pick up a call leaving the, the mint... Yes. And it's for Allison Parker's phone. And she is calling a radio yep. station. A live radio show. Where they, where they say, we have an onlooker who's there now. And Allison goes, actually, I'm inside. I'm a hostage, and I'm the daughter of the UK ambassador. She just yes. says it right from the get-go. And they have us dressed like them. Yep. And they have us armed with fake, with fake weapons. You won't be able to tell the difference if you come in. And if you come in, they're going to open fire. And, like... Rio has a gun on her the entire time and is making her say all this. Yeah. And he has like, yeah, he has a script. And then the camera that they just drilled through the wall reveals exactly what she said. 
The room is full of people in red jumpsuits with pointing guns, guns. Pointing guns. Yep. One of them is on the giant machine gun. Yes. They have set yep. right at the shipping at the shipping doors. Yep. So they, uh, they 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 pull the fuck out of there. Yeah. yeah they, they the just colonel. Make sure to pull them right out of there. Yep. It it's it's a loss for them. Yeah. It's over. That's that's the first encounter. Yeah. And so we see a uh, the negotiator Raquel talking to whatever the fuck his name is. Colonel Hardass McGee that <laughs> congratulations this is all on you I'm done yep, and yep, she, she just fucking leaves she grabs her coat and walks out yeah. we don't see her for the rest of the episode yep nope not at all so we also get some more Tokyo voiceover here and she's like and that's how 20 minutes after the failed breach attempt we were making money yep and we won our first night without even firing yep, yep. because at this point they start separating the hostages into crews they're calling out names, sorting people. Yep, to go make some fucking money. Literally start printing money, because that's their plan. This theft is entirely predicated on how long they can stay in, because the longer they can keep themselves in the mint, the more money they can print. Nairobi, yes. make, Nairobi is the head of printing money, as they said in the first episode. She is quality control, because she knows what she's exactly. doing. Mm-hmm. She makes sure to mention they will be printing money for 24 hours, except for the three-hour periods where they'll stop to clean the machines and fill and, and, and fill ink and everything. Every yes. three hours, they'll stop to readjust everything, yep. refill yeah. ink, and then I would pick also like back to point out that this just gives another thing that Moscow could be useful for because he's good with, like I said, any industrial tool. Yeah, that's what they said. So, like, if it's any industrial tool, like I can, uh, like maybe he can do at least basic maintenance on anything if it fucks up. It's okay. He's got a different job. You guys just don't I mean, get to see I also here. they still have a maintenance staff there, but like yeah. So yeah, maybe, maybe I, I doubt it, but like maybe. So then we cut to a scene of Raquel walking into a coffee and, shop. And, and I guess Denver can punch the machine if something messes up. Percussive engineering. Dude, it works so fucking much in factory work. I guarantee you, someone <laughs> working in a mint somewhere has punched a machine more than once because it fucked up a dollar bill. So Probably. we cut to Raquel walking into a coffee shop. And she's asking the person at the, desk, at the counter of the coffee shop if they have a phone charger she can use because her phone's dead. And, and the, she, the bartender and she, just says no. Yeah, and she needs to make some phone calls. But then we hear someone from the counter say she can borrow his. The the camera unfocuses on her to focus on who's behind her. Yeah. It like turns kind of slightly because she was like blocking him perfectly and focuses on him. And it is the professor. What? Yeah. If you've seen this, like the sequence in like, in like the the little pub in Spider-Man Far From Home. Where Peter's going to talk to, uh, to Mysterio. It's kind of how it is. Yeah, yeah that, that scene reminded me a lot of that. Yeah. And that's the end of this episode. Yep. yep. So that brings us to the in, you guys' end thoughts for this episode, and one and one additional question at the end of this. Justice, we'll start with you. Episode two, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, overall, this show is absolutely fantastic. The more we learn about characters, the more I like them, the more I think they're really interesting. Um, the more nuanced, nuanced parts of their plan, I mean, I'm not sure exactly how nuanced... A lot of people holding guns is, but nuanced, I'll say. Not being able to tell the hostages from... Yeah, that's a yeah. good fucking point. Yeah, but I, I don't know exactly how nuanced it is. Like, blending the crowds, basically, like, basic method. But, like, it's well done. The, but the more parts of the plan we get, the more and more interested I am. Because, like, I, I knew they were going to be printing money. I figured that out, like I said earlier last episode. But, like, their plan to, like, one, uh, like, they knew this fucking... UK ambassador's daughter was going to be there. Mm-hmm. They knew they could use her to like 
force the police to uh, jump to breach, and then realize, oh shit, we can't do that, so that they can buy themselves time to print money. Like, that's it, fucking ridiculous. It also great. makes the intelligence organization look terrible. Yes, it makes them look absolutely terrible. Terrible. Because no one was paying attention to this ambassador's daughter, which is a massive fucking failure. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the... In their defense, why the fuck would you send your daughter abroad to study? Like, that's like a trope rich people do in well, every show. It's the UK ambassador, so I assume his entire family came with him. He is living in Spain. They're the ambassador. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, you're, 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 they're the ambassador, not. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so, not but, like, no one, no one cared about that, apparently. So, do you have more in your notes? Uh, yeah. One, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch more of the show. It's mm-hmm. amazing. And... I honestly just really want more of The Professor. You'll get it if you watch more of the show. I'm going to hit on my one note because I literally have a single sentence here. The show is the best piece of television I've ever seen. Stop. That's it. End all. Best piece. Hunter, what are your thoughts? Alright, so the show didn't really feel like two hours worth of my time. The only thing that made it seem longer than what it was was the fact that we had a pause to one take notes. In two, we had a pause so Chris and our other friends could loudly discuss anime. <laughs> Yeah. And as I said earlier, you guys know I'm not a huge fan of TV shows or movies, but, like, when I get hooked into something, I get hooked. Like, I've watched Avatar. Like, I like if I get hooked into something, I get hooked into it. I will finish this show at some point if I can find the time between streaming and, like, you know, work. Yeah. But I will finish this show. Um, all the characters are genuinely appealing, and I love that. Yeah, they all have a good dynamic. They clearly all care for each other, as we saw in all the flashbacks from just these first two episodes. I like it because most high shows and movies, except for like Leverage, have characters that don't really care about each other. Yeah, they just come together to do the job. And then they're yes, the like ones. in Baby Driver, like I was saying earlier, like that whole show, that whole movie gets fucked because they all can't work yeah. together, right? M- mind you, um, in in Fast and Furious, they're family. Yeah. To be fair. But that's that, a race car show. <laughs> no, it's a heist movie. Okay. It's a heist movie series. It started with cars and racing, but it's a heist series now. I mean, it started as like a crime, like cop, yeah. cop procedural, because it was not a cop going under. It's like a heist save the world bullshit. Yeah, it, it's like how Mission Impossible is kind of heisty to begin with, and then the more it goes on, the more and more but, it's about saving the world it, and not stealing something. This show is very good. And at first, when Josh suggested it, I was like, ugh, because, you know, I. I, I don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah. Hence why we played Minecraft story mode. <laughs> oh, God. That was... That was funny. Okay, so... <laughs> I want to thank you for watching this and being on this episode. It was very good. Um, we gave Chris a moment to plug himself at the end of his episodes. So, same for you. And what? you actually have something to plug on that, Yeah, Chris. there's not a lot to plug for Chris. Chris can just say, hey, go to my Instagram. And he didn't Twitter. do that. He didn't even do that. What, what, I don't know what he said. I guess I'll pick he, it He up. said nothing. He said he had nothing to plug. No, no. He but, wasn't even kind of to plug your shit. And he's your brother. Wow. I mean, I yeah. That's my job, though. But no, uh, you can go to my Twitter. It's literally just my name, Hunter Class. It, it's spelled real real weird. Hunter and then C-L-A-I-S-E. I'll be linked in the show notes. And then uh, my YouTube and Twitch, which are both Fallopian Golem, which is, you know, kind of weird. People comment on that name a lot, but that is my Twitch name. I'm a it, Twitch affiliate there. It's intriguing. I, I'm a variety streamer. Recently, I've been streaming a lot of Pokemon, Shiny Hunt. Yeah. 
Um, but he's also been doing a bit of Ghost of Tsushima, with, which I'm super interested in. The game looks amazing. The game is so good. I just don't want to. I've been pay playing a for lot it. more of that off stream though, because that's kind of like my relaxed game. Yeah. Plus, I mean, it's a new game, and that's always kind of hard how, to get people in your, on because, like, eh. how long are your vods up for? Uh, they should be up for a while. I post the really important ones up on YouTube. Like okay. my Persona Four ones will go up on YouTube at some point. Are your last of those two ones up there? No, I because that was so long I didn't cut it up. Okay, yeah. Um, and because I was sleep deprived. That makes sense. <laughs> but uh, I am going to get a a highlight reel of all the shinies I caught at, this month mm -hmm. because I'm working towards that shiny living decks. Yeah. So there should be it, that should be a highlight of maybe about ten minutes up on my YouTube channel. Hopefully sometime this week or next week. But yep, that's that's pretty much it. Fallopian Golem, Twitch and YouTube, Hunter Class on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram's a little more personal, but Twitter is used for both personal and uh, like you know promoting myself. Then my YouTube, of course. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you guys for letting okay. me yeah. fly with you. Thank you, man. So, being your tri pilot. <laughs> just to give you that joke was a bit of a try hard. Just to give you guys that link in audio format. For his Twitch account, it is going to be twitch.tv backslash fallopian golem. That's F-A-L-L-O-P-I-A-N-G-O-L-E-M. Fallopian golem. His YouTube, don't have the hard link pulled up real quick. It should just be youtube.com slash... Actually, it might, be, it might still be what my original YouTube was when I made it back in like 2011. The, the YouTube is going to be youtube.com backslash user backslash tree puncher 121 yeah. you got that OG shit that's t-r-e-e-p-u-n-c-h-e-r 121 yeah and if anyone if anyone doesn't understand i'm pretty sure uh that the thing we reviewed earlier with him is is what that's referencing not not minecraft storm specifically i just really like minecraft <laughs> yeah i know and those will also all be in the show notes but if you want to get in contact with myself and justice your actual co-pilots. No offense, Hunter. No, you're good, man. I mean, I'm cool with replacing you. Is he going to do the editing work? Because if so, I'm cool with replacing you, too. Is the editing work? Uh, I work a lot. I mean, I, why don't you just take over the editing work? You don't I, I offered, work. and he's not happy with it, so that's fine. He, he doesn't work. His, re, his editing quality is garbo. Yeah, he, he complained because I did it, like, once, when I had, like, two hours to do what was left, if and you, I didn't know what I was doing. If you want to try editing another episode, we got, like, four backed up now. So... If you, if you want to contact us, you can you can find us at Copilots on Twitter. You can find us at copilotsreview at gmail.com. Or you can find both of those links, as well as a link to our Discord, which I have still not yet figured out how to how to say out loud as a link, at copilotsreview.simplecast.com. I also have a Discord, but like you said, those links are stupid to say out loud. I'll yeah. link that in the show notes, too. Because they're impossible to pronounce. Well, they can just go to your Discord and click on my link in the promotion tab. Oh, shiz. Cross promotions? What? Is that what this episode is? What? Is that what the Minecraft episode is? Okay, before our minds are blown too much, thank you for flying with us, and please fly again. Yeah.